Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Hebrew scriptures, from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. Listen for God's word to you today. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and, young, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning once again. It's so good to be with you and to see you here today. Um, just a, a day after I got back from the Mexico mission trip with a great group from our church, we had 18 people uh, down across the border building houses in the heat this last week. It wasn't as hot as here, but it was hot enough. And we're glad to be home. Um, you know, we were a small group this year, and um, we, one thing that we noticed in that smaller group is the intimacy of relationships, the way we can really get to know each other and spend a ton of time together with great purpose, doing something that we feel called to by God. If you want to supercharge your faith, your life with God, and in your church community, uh, put it on your calendar for next year. Next June, we'll be going back down again for All Church Mexico. You're invited. I want to say hi to those at home today watching on Facebook Live, on YouTube, those listening to this as a sermon podcast later in the week. Hi, glad you're here, and to all of you uh, as well. As you all know, uh, today is my, my last Sunday here at PCLG for the next two months um, because I'm leaving this week uh, for my sabbatical time. About three years ago, the elders of our church, the, the session elders of our church, approved a three-month sabbatical for me, a time of renewal, of learning, of uh, reconnecting with my family and with God. And the idea is that I could go away for a little while and do some things that are a little different and then come back again, renewed, recharged, and ready to serve PCLG as your pastor. So the first month of my sabbatical was in February of 2020. Some of you remember that. And I was in Lebanon and Uganda and, um, and Kenya. And, um, but then after that, COVID happened. So we all know that part of the story. And all of our plans, each of us, was disrupted and messed up. So I've been waiting a while, uh, maybe two and a half years, for the rest of this sabbatical time that I was um, thinking I would have a couple years ago. And if you're interested in the specifics of my schedule, it's in the narthex. We printed it up there so you can read all about it. Somebody said they read it and they were exhausted. <laughs> um, I hope it isn't that experience for me as I live it, but I think it's going to be great. You can read about it. And so as I leave this week, I wanted to just share a few things with you um, this morning. Henry Nouwen is a Christian spiritual writer of the last century, 20th century, and um, he writes about having two kinds of ministries. Uh, the first is a ministry of presence. And for a pastor, that means being with the people and deeply involved in your lives and the life of our church. For me, a ministry of presence is very powerful. It's very important. The way that you, you show up and then keep showing up. And they say that life is just 90% of life is, is just showing up kind of thing. And I think that might be true. So for a pastor, um, we need to be very present 
uh, to the needs of our church. That's, that's the calling of a pastor. And then Nowen says, Henry Nowen says, that there's a second kind of ministry that's needed, and it's a ministry of absence. Ministry of presence, ministry of absence. What a paradoxical thing to say. You know, how can you have a, a ministry when you're not around? Or how can your absence be a positive thing for the people? We have a, a model for what that looks like in the life of Jesus, in the way that he conducted his ministry. In the gospel stories, Jesus very regularly took time away by himself to pray or to be with God, to get away from the crowds, to spend time with his closest friends, to eat with them, to go fishing with them, just to be together. And when Jesus was with people, he was very present. When he was present, he was very available. He was involved. He was active. And when, when he was away from people, when he was on these little mini sabbaticals that Jesus seemed to take very regularly, it was also a form of ministry because it allowed him to be renewed and recharged, to have his cup filled back up so that he could come back and continue to serve. In our second scripture reading today from the prophet Isaiah, we hear his famous line where he says, those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. And another translation of that same line says, those who trust in the Lord. And our first reading was about trusting in the Lord and not on our own understanding. So this is the, my message to you today. This is the main point for today, that we are called to deeply trust the Lord in both presence when we're all together and absence when we are away from the body. So we are called to trust God in things that we know about and things we haven't yet experienced. We're called to trust God in things that we're sure of and things we're still learning about. We've got to trust God in all things. Those who hope in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What does it look like to trust in the Lord this summer? What does it take to trust in the Lord while your pastor is away on a sabbatical? Let me sketch out just a few ideas for you today. The first is, trust that the Lord has a purpose for this time. Trust that the Lord has a purpose, even in this time, maybe especially for this time. This isn't wasted time. There are unique opportunities that our church has this summer to reflect, to grow, to listen, to pay attention to certain things going on. Here's, here's, here's one that I would love you to pay attention to this summer. Where, do, where are the places in our church's life that you miss me? Can you think about that? Where do you say, Pastor Dave really should be here right now. He's really the one who this is for uh, as part of our life. Where do you miss me? Notice that. Notice that. Feel that a little bit. And then pay attention to the places where you don't really miss me. Hey, we didn't need that guy after all. We're doing just fine. Other leaders have arisen. That's right. Oh, I see how it's going here, Pastor Jack. <laughs> uh, you know, pastors, even the most self-aware of us, can overfunction sometimes. We can overdo it. We can be overly available. We can jump into every and any situation, constantly moving about with ideas and programs. For some church people, it could be exhausting to have a pastor like that. So what are the unique things that you miss? You say, hmm, we miss that. And then what are the things that you notice have gone just fine without me around or involved? What does that reveal? What does that tell you? 
Trust in the Lord that God has a purpose for this time and that part of the purpose of this time is for our church to reflect and learn in a different way. There's blessing in absence. But then let me follow that up by saying this. Um, my absence doesn't mean that you should be absent. You should not be absent. All of us need a break sometimes, and I know that many of you, hopefully all of you, have some kind of summer plans in place. Trips or vacations, things you're looking forward to. People talked about revenge travel after COVID and getting back out there and doing whatever you have planned. Enjoy yourself. It's a sweet part of the summer to do things a little bit differently than during the main part of the year. But don't take my absence as a time for you to be overly absent, for you to um, be absent from your church family, or to get out of the good habits that you have in your own faith walk. Don't miss the chance, your chance, this summer to be a part of our church's life, especially when I'm gone. We have an amazing um, summer ahead in our church. We have a lineup of preachers that I know you're really going to learn from and enjoy. It's going to be great on Sunday mornings at our church. We have um, a, a lineup of summer barbecues out in the back. I hope you have those on your calendar or you will come and be part of them. We have an outdoor worship night planned, a great chance to worship God out in creation. There are children's and youth activities. Our frat college group is, uh, is meeting. There are fellowship groups and mission opportunities that will pop up all summer long, ways for you to be connected and present with your church. If you're going to trust in the Lord and seek God's plans for this time ahead, don't do it alone. You can't do it alone. Do it as part of our church family. That's the way God works. One of the great things for me about having this um, sabbatical time ahead is that I know our church is in such a great place for this to happen. Our church is in such a strong position and time-wise for, for, uh, for this to take place. We have strong finances as a church. Thank you for continuing your regular generous giving to your church. That makes me feel very comfortable to take this time away, knowing I'm not going to come back and half the building got sold to somebody. Keep, keep it steady. We have a strong leadership and systems and culture, which allows me to step back. In my absence... Pastor Erica, who's here in the front, she will be the acting head of staff for the church. Our deacons and elders will continue in their leadership roles, and our excellent staff will continue to do all that it does. So in that way, some things will stay the same. But in my absence, we, as we trust God together, I wonder what new things might spring up, or what ideas you will follow up on, or develop, or pray about. I wonder what old things might pass away. Um, if I come back and things are different or decluttered or changed, I will be so happy. I will have no problem with that. If you wonder, what would Pastor Dave say? You don't need to wonder. You can just ask Erica, what do you think? And ask each other, what, what is God leading us to do this summer? I trust you implicitly. Here's the dynamic. We trust God. Therefore, we're able to trust each other. We receive the love of God. God loves us first, so then we can love others. God gives us grace and fills us with grace. We can then overflow with grace for one another. God forgives us first, so that we can have forgiving spirits towards one another. You know, one of the things that pastors do in the life of, the, of any church, and, and here it's true, is that we look out for people. We are on the lookout for people. 
You know, in the Bible, when um, Jesus told Peter, you're, gonna, you're no longer going to fish for fish, you're going to fish for people, I think he's thinking about it like this. Pastors look out for those who are new, on the edges, having a hard time, people with gifts to serve, people who need a break, people who are a little disconnected, people who need some follow-up, people who need care or attention or the love of God brought in a human form of someone who gives them a call or pays a visit or pays attention. That's what pastors seek to do among the, life, uh, the lives of their people. And this summer, while I'm away, of course, Pastor Erica will be here with you doing that kind of work. But I wonder if that's something that you would also do in my absence, if you would take that on. Maybe you would be one who comes alongside to help those who have needs for encouragement or prayer, attention or inclusion. I wonder if you would be one who would do that work this summer. Everybody is special in God's eyes, and sometimes they need to be reminded of it, told about it has to be lifted up to the surface. Oh, yeah. I saw a story recently from a friend of mine uh, named Kyle, a guy I knew in high school, and he told about how when he was 10 years old, he was playing in a little league, and um, he was not a very good player. He said he was a meh player, and um, kind of middle of the pack. And his dad's, or his friend's dad, Mr. Bertolina, was the coach of the team. And towards the end of the season, they were playing the very best team in their little league, the Reds. And his team was the Giants. And it was the end of that game. And his team, the Giants, were leading 10 to 9 against the Reds in this little league game. And um, the Reds had, it was the bottom of the inning. They had a couple runners on base. They were threatening to steal the game back. And um, Kyle says that um, with two outs, there was a routine fly ball out to where he was standing in the field. And then, as he put it, no fly ball was routine for me. This is not a routine fly ball for a kid who can't catch, can't throw straight, can't hit a ball, um, because he wasn't very good. Okay, but then, miracle of miracles, he caught the ball. He made the play. And this 10-year-old kid who didn't feel like he could do it or was very good at baseball, he made a play, and they won the game. And then, my friend Kyle says, later that night, Mr. Bertolina drove to his house and gave him the game ball. And he had written on it. Giants 10, Reds 9, Kyle caught the last out. Mr. Bertolina uh, died this last week. That's why Kyle was posting this story. He said, 35 years later, I still have the ball. It's in the drawer next to my bed. He made me feel so special. A man had, the man had a huge heart, and I'll never forget that moment. This summer, I wonder if you would find ways to include, to involve, to encourage, to bless, to build up, to show love to those around you. It's hard to do it at a distance. It means staying connected, staying close, taking a risk. And this is really what our church is all about. So in my absence, I pray that you would find your part to play in it. So I want to close today my little mini-sermon here with just uh, one more thing. Uh, a couple months ago, I was at the beach with my kids for a day or so down at Pajaro Dunes in uh, Watsonville. And um, Abby and Theo, my kids, they were playing down by the water on the beach with a couple of friends, having a good time. And Abby came up and asked um, if she could see my phone, if she could have my phone. And I said, screens on the beach? No way. Come on. Uh, but then she said, no, I want to write something on the notes section. I have a sermon idea.
antenna went up. If a young person ever tells you they have a sermon idea, listen up. So um, I gave her my phone and she walked around the beach and she typed out her sermon idea on my notes section of my phone, which I will now share with you. She wrote, when I was at the beach the other day, I was playing a game, and it's basically where when the waves recede, I would follow them until they switch directions and start going back up to the shore. When they switch directions, so did I. And I would start running away from the crashing waves, and I would run for the shore to avoid getting touched by them. What I realized is that sometimes in our lives with God, sometimes our lives with God are kind of like that. We follow behind him until he looks back at us. When he looks our way, we start running away. Instead of embracing his love for us, we run away. And what I'm trying to say here is that our God is not one that we should be afraid of. He is the one we should love and embrace and run toward. What a great message. Yeah. You know, in the Bible, there's that story of the prodigal son and the way that the, the younger brother, he, he, he runs off. This is one of the most famous parables Jesus tells. He runs off to the far land where he wastes all of his good gifts, where he does all kinds of things that kind of get away from what, what his father wants for him. And then at one point in the story, he returns. He turns back and comes home. And, and as he's getting close to home, his father, who's been waiting for him and watching for him, comes running out to meet him and to greet him and embraces his son and restores him. And God is like that with us, just like Abby said in her little sermon idea. If you've been running away from God in some area of your life, this is your reminder from a young person in our church, from a person young in her faith, God is here ready to embrace you with love and forgiveness and acceptance. You don't need to run away. You need to trust God even with the hardest things you're facing, even with the broken or bruised parts of your life, even with the fear you might be carrying today. Trust God with that. We're imperfect people, and yet God chooses to love us just as we are. God has called us together as a church family, not for our own sake only, but for the sake of others, so that everybody can hear the good news. There is abundant life in Christ, and we can share it together. So that's my sermon for today, about presence and absence, the way that God has a purpose for this season ahead, the way that we are called to show God's presence in how we interact with each other, how God is not, not against us, but for us. God is not against you, but for you. And you're invited today in the summer ahead and into the future to trust in the Lord and let your strength be renewed as well to trust the Lord and walk out on the water, to trust the Lord where you don't know the answer, to trust the Lord when you have fallen away or fallen short or felt exhausted. God is with you in the work it, and is at work in us even now. And so we must be encouraged by this. We must trust in this and move forward together in faith. Amen? Amen. Amen.